Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo, and happy to be here with you all today. Yeah, so Renee and I had an interesting experience because we were recording our show today, and um, everything was looking fine when I woke up, and all of a sudden, it got very, very quiet in our house. It got very, very quiet in our house, and all of a sudden I noticed the power went off. And then it was like, oh, I'm recording with Renee. Oh, I could do it. Well, I could do it on my um, computer without the Internet. And then I was going, Sandra, what, what world are you living in? You can't do Zoom without the Internet. Are you getting a new shamanic gift that we don't know about? And so it's cold here. Um, and, um, you know, my husband and I couldn't get warm. And, um, and you know, you start thinking about we haven't been really great with keeping food here. And pretty much everything we have is frozen or need to be cooked. And, you know, it, it makes you think because we are moving into very unstable times um, energetically. They've been predicted by indigenous people for a really long time. And the predictions we can actually see are coming true as we're growing more on spiritual levels. We're being asked to um find a different strength to take care of the earth and we have to look at how we're going to take care of ourselves when things start breaking down more than they already are <laughs> absolutely i was thinking um this morning i was doing a soul card reading for a client and she said to me you know what do you see renee do you see are we going to get back to normal soon and I, and I had to be, you know, this is my pat line. We're not going back. We're not, there's like no going back here. We have crossed that threshold into this unknown uh, gap, which Sandra and I are going to do a show on in the coming weeks. And there is no going back. We now know what it like, how, how globally connected we all are. You know, we like that global connection when it was on Facebook, but we're not liking it so much when we're, you know, breathing a, the virus into the wind together. I mean, it becomes a little bit like, well, it was okay there, but I don't like it here. And that kind of goes with the extreme weather patterns that are, are coming up for us too. And one thing in, in my training, I always say, when I look back, I was trained for these times because I was a Girl Scout. And I think you laughed about it that I said I could lash a latrine. And I could lash a stove. And, you know, we learned to actually bake out in the wild. And we did all those things. And recently, uh, the weather, the, the power went out here for three or four days. And that kind of spiritual resiliency kicked right into gear when I needed it. It was like, okay, how am I going to keep warm? You know, and, and, and those, it's, a real, it's a real question for these times. Like, how are you prepared? Yeah. And, you know, this conversation actually has been going on for a really, really, really long time. I know that as a kid, you know, we had visions of, you know, living in nature when everything fell apart. 
But, you know, I think that um, especially with everything that's happening around the COVID, um, people are so emotionally exhausted. And we did a show on emotional exhaustion. And we should actually do a show on emotional exhaustion every week because people <laughs> are actually getting more emotionally exhausted and and coming up with mood disorders and all kinds of personality issues are, are, are starting to go on. And so it's really important not to get caught off guard, but to start to think about really simple things, like if power goes off for a while, do you have water to sustain you? Um, do you have some food that um, can sustain you for a while? These are, you know, um, there are a lot of you who listen to our show who are, are very young and we love having, we have this incredible diversity of ages on our show and we just love it. <laughs> um, and, you know, there are those of you who I, I would have been right there with you. I have my, I still have my same sleeping bag that I've had most of my adult life and I'd be ready to go off and live in the woods. Um, at this particular point in my life, that doorway, unless it, it absolutely has to happen, has closed. But I've had this thing, um, I think I've talked about this on the show before, where um, when I was a kid, I read every single Armageddon book, end of the world book that was ever written. I was obsessed with the topic and I was not obsessed with the destruction and the dismemberment. That was not my obsession. My obsession was with the rememberment, with the rebuilding, with the creation. How did people go from a, a, a society where only a few people were left and there were no resources, how did they bring back the magic of growing seeds and growing life again? So I literally read every book about this when I was a kid, and I always figured I'd just be a marauder. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But now I'm looking at, at where I am in my life right now and my health, um, Camping long term, yes, I can definitely do it and would love to do it, um, but I'm not 18 anymore. And um, marauding, I don't know how well I would do that <laughs> one anymore. So I think, you know, it is time not out of fear because people are getting into fear. And what my spirits have been saying and what ISIS is sharing is fear is the worst place to be right now. She's telling everybody to stay in the present because all your clues, all your hints, every resource you're going to need, you're going to see right in front of your eyes in the present. And so we don't want to get into worry and we don't want to look too far out, but we want to be aware that there are changes coming. The changes is a coming. <laughs> uh, actually, the change is here. And 
and I half joke about, you know, the resilience and the, you know, being able to turn on a dime that I learned as a Girl Scout, but it really came in, came into hand. Like the first thing I remembered, I had bought a generator. So I dragged it out from the garage, got some gas, pulled it, got it going, was able to keep the refrigerator going because this is how, like what you were talking about with the food. So when I got up here on the island, I, the, I had a friend here and she cooked for me for the first few weeks and then she left and, you know, you end a 12 hour day and you're scavenging for food and there is none and your cook is gone. Uh, so then I went and I bought all this frozen food and I'm like, now I've got frozen food. So if I'm in a pinch, I'll, you know, pull something out. Well, then the power goes off for a few days. And I'm, so, and it was kind of this, it was like this kind of ironic joke of the universe, like, haha, you think you outsmarted us. And now the power goes out. How are you going to keep all that frozen food cold? And so it's kind of like becomes back to the idea of a balance that, you know, what do you have in the dry goods department of your refrigerator, your kitchen? And what do you have uh, in the refrigerator? And what do you have in the freezer? I mean, it, it, it's combination. And, and what Sandra said is, you know, what's the backup reserve on the water? I, I notice here, like, cause, I'd use the big two gallon bottles of water and I go through that like one person, like six gallons of water a week, you know? And, and so you just have to really think about it. if you go through six gallons of water in a week, you know, do you have a backup supply? And if there's more people in your house, a couple of backup supplies. And I think there is no panic with preparation. You know, if you know that you you've got a few things to get you through, then you know, that you got some candles and now they have these light bulbs. There's things that you can really do. And you have to understand one of the things I wrote an article called lessons from the storm. That was just an energy magazine. And it was about the gifts that I got from the storm. That's great. I made, I've made friends with neighbors that I hadn't met. And not only did I make a friend with a neighbor, you'll love this, Sandra. I was, I was cooking a turkey after the power came back on and I was went out for my wind walk. And I said, oh, I don't have any cranberry relish, thinking to myself. So sure enough, I was on my walk and the neighbors that I had met during this storm, how somehow we got talking about that there's cranberries and she had some cranberry relish. I stopped by, got the cranberry relish on my way home for my turkey. Now, so you could look at it. Oh, I lost all that time in the storm or look what I gained in the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually been teaching that because um, I've had health issues, you know, for a few years. And one of the things that took me a while um, to get here, it, well, it took me a long time to get here. <laughs> but, um, um, now, I, what all I can see is the gifts. I don't mm -hmm. see anything else. I only see the gifts, the blessings that were brought to me. Um no matter how traumatic they were, um, the blessings. And so the key is, I think, when we live in the present, um, that's how we start to move out of worry and we start to move out of fear. And that's when spirit, you know, if you're looking to spirit and if you're looking to nature for guidance, nature isn't telling you what's going to happen five years from now nature's telling you what's going to happen a minute from now. Um, so, you know, we really, it, it, it's like 
learning a new behavior because we're so out of our bodies. We're so into hypervigilance, trying to figure out how to create a safe boundary around us. And especially during these times when people are moving into such deep PTSD. Um, And so, you know, the solution of the ancient ones is always the same. The, The message never changes. If you're strong enough within, if you have peace within, if you have resources within, then when you open your eyes, all the omens, everything that you need is right in front of you because you develop the rich inner landscape that has the resources that might not be showing themselves outside, but they're there. So the ancient ones keep trying to give us clues and we keep ignoring them as much as we can. Um, But for me, the whole... The thing that um, the ancient ones and Isis is talking to me about now is what I'm really paying attention to is staying present, staying present to every single moment. Mm. Yeah, especially in those hard, harder moments. It's like, like when a few, for the last couple of weeks, I've been into a lot of stress. And when I realized it last night, I realized, wow, Renee, it's like Ilmarin in the wind, God. He was an alchemist and, you know, he could make anything in his magical smithy, like any creation he wanted. And he lost his beloved. So he made a new gold, you know, like a puppet of her and he pulls it out and it was just causing him misery and distress. So the thing is, is we're, we've learned all of these tools to create, but not everything we create really is gold for us. And so what I, what I realized this week was where I was out of sync was because that I am such a creator that not all of my creations were gold. Mm. And, you know, and, and I think that's an important lesson for these times when you're trying to stay present is that, yeah, we, we are magical beings. We've spent 30, 40 years learning all this magic. But how do we want to apply it? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather might apply it when the, the power goes out and be able to build a fire outside than to think, OK, well, I can create this and create this and create this. And, you know, and it could all get burnt down and just, you know, like a one one strong wind. And I think that's really a, an important lesson to know about these times is that Yes, we're magical. Yes, we know how to create. But there's been a lot of civilizations before us who had our magical gifts and knew how to create. And it was their downfall. Right. It was their absolute downfall. Yeah, in my ship network classes, we've had um, journeys where we've gone back to civilizations, even Mesopotamia, where, you know, they had... um, uh, plumbing and hot water and had more were more advanced than us. We talked to the Atlanteans, the Lemurians, um, uh, cultures from South America. You know, we had groups from my groups are from all over the world, so they had interests in all these different cultures. And I had everybody go out and ask what was their downfall and. <laughs> The answer was always the same, ego and greed. Right. 
the same exactly what we're dealing with right now. And we just don't learn. You know, we just don't learn. The same thing that took them down is taking us down right now. <laughs> it's really funny. I have a friend who, I don't know, it's, it's, it's rumored she's a billionaire, but, you know, I don't, I don't really care. She's my friend. And uh, so I was saying about, you know, the competitive bids going on on this house situation. And she looks at me, she goes, now, don't you get greedy? And it was like, it was like, because, you know, we think we think of greed in terms of something amount you have or something you don't have, but it's not that at all. It's about wanting more than, you know, your just amount. And and we all tend to get that way. So, yeah, I think these times are really about simplifying and really looking for me at what do I need? What do, what do I need to be happy? I mean, I don't need anything to be happy, but what what do I need to do so that I can fulfill my dharma here on this planet, which I believe is bringing the wind work out to more and more people? Yes, it is. Um, it definitely is. Yeah, I think um, I think more and more people are waking up and they're seeking spiritual practices, which is really beautiful um, to watch people exploring different practices of course you and i have the same opinion as once you've explored and you find a practice, <laughs> stop exploring and dive deep don't keep staying on the surface waters nobody gets anywhere we're just tre- we're just treading we're not going anywhere Go deep so we, can, we can make movement through the sea um, and so, you know, it, it is, um, it is a time where people are waking up more and they are flocking to spiritual practices and they are exactly what Renee just said. People are getting, they are craving a more simple, quiet life. And so, A really good thing to do um, after the show is to take some time in nature or take some time in meditation or have a nice cup of tea. I get so much insight when I drink tea and when I do the dishes. It's really amazing. Um, And focus on what's a small, start with something really small because people get paralyzed by taking on Um, these unbelievable goals of what they're going to do. What's a very, very first simple thing that you can start doing tomorrow that will make your life a little simpler? What is one thing that you can give away that you haven't looked at, you haven't cared for, you haven't honored, you haven't worn in a year or more? Do you still need it? One thing, one thing. So as we start simple, we start to move in a simpler way to a more balanced life. But I think the topic that Renee and I brought up today is important that we need to be spiritually prepared, but we need to be physically prepared too. Absolutely. Well, I think on that, that was enough. I don't think yeah. we need any say anything or do anything more with that. I love that exercise. Um, and to to stay to stay simple is might be watching the shaman's cave. You know, <laughs> that might just be your simple activity you do every single week and get you know a little bit of wisdom from 
you know, us two old broads out here (laughs) 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 who've been around the circle a few times. And, um, and, and so follow us over at the Shaman's Cave, which that group is growing really big. And I would just like to invite people. Remember that's Sandra, my page that we've been building and we would love for you to share your shamanic experiences, your shamanic wisdom and, uh, and, 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 and keep it more to that kind of stuff. And then we're over at shamanstv.com where you can actually sign up for our newsletter, which, which will give you a little indication of what's going on in the show this week. And they'll come right to your inbox. And also um, if Sandra has something special going on, or if I have something special, we include that and uh, Stay with us because I find my meeting with Sandra on for this podcast, it's like an anchor that I can, I, I it, it helps me steer my ship. And so we, that's what, that's our gift to you. And that's what we hope that that's what I hope that you get. And I know Sandra has a similar hope for everyone listening. Yeah. We hope to be a grounding rod um, mm-hmm. in some of the wildness out there and we're going through the wildness with you. And so, but we have all these tools that mm-hmm. we have gathered over the years and they've taken us through those storms. Um, we've already been through the storms with them and know that they work. So tune in and listen because we do We don't know everything. There are mysteries that are coming up that um, we don't want to get egoed out and say that we understand where the universe is going because there isn't a person on the planet who does. But um, we want to stay informed. We want to stay spiritually connected. And so stay connected to Renee and me on the Shamanscape. So blessings, everyone. See you next week. 